This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to developing voices of color in the beauty industry. We are talking to estheticians, skin specialists, and business owners to uncover best skin practices, tactical career tips, and ultimately, how we can create a better beauty industry together. I'm your host, Mary Nielsen. And I'm your other host, Taylor Phillips. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of the Fearless Beauties Podcast. This is going to be an awesome episode. I already know it. We are talking about alopecia. So let's go ahead and get on into it. And this is Mary, the SD Godmother of Fearless Beauties. This episode just clicked in my head when I was watching the Oscars and saw that, you know, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and it just like struck me as this is just would be such a great episode to sort of dive into on so many different levels. But the whole alopecia thing, and I think that's something that honestly hadn't come to the forefront of my thinking until this episode. And then what kind of, what are your thoughts, Taylor? I'm in the same boat as you, Mary. Uh, When I witnessed the Oscars slap, I did not think about alopecia at all. I just thought about the controversy of the slap and what it means and why Will Smith did it and all that stuff. And then as I started doing more research, I was like, okay, so there is like an underlying controversy to that controversy, which is discriminating against someone who has alopecia. And honestly, I don't follow Jada Pinkett Smith, so I did not know she had alopecia. There's two controversies in one, and I think we're going to dive into both of them a little bit. So, yes. uh, Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I guess we can start with the controversy surrounding Will Smith's Oscar slap. (laughs) I watched it about 20 times. (laughs) So did, no, so did I. And, uh, you know, initially, okay, I'll give, just give you my initial gut reaction was like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> right. Because I saw, you know, the look on her face. Yes. And I, and I saw him somewhat sort of chuckling in the moment, but then looking at her face yes. and him just deciding that he was going to get up and do something about it. And for me to have my partner have my back that way was so inspiring to me. And then, but then I listened to other people who are like, well, I didn't understand what the problem was. It was a joke. It was a joke about GI Jane. I liked that movie. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, for heaven's sakes, people, there's way more to it than whether you like or don't like a movie. Yes. I agree 100% with that. Definitely. So my initial reaction was, oh, snap. Like, I was like, I can't believe that just happened on national television. Not that I'm shocked because thousands and thousands of things have happened on national television, especially at the Oscars. But it was very unexpected. But like you, I saw Jada's face and I was like, oh, she is not happy about that G.I. Jane comparison at all. And then I saw Will laugh, just like you did. And I saw him look at her. And then I just saw him just racing over (laughs) to Chris Rock. And I was like, what is he about to do? And then smack. And then at first, I was like, no, that couldn't have happened. Like, I thought it was a joke. And because 
in my head, I'm like, Chris Rock is a professional comedian. He's also black. Maybe he said, hey, Will and Jada, this is what I'm going to say. So do you want to like play it off and like fake slap me? Or um, like I felt like Chris Rock told them beforehand, oh, this is this is the joke I'm going to say. Don't be offended. It's a joke. Well, and didn't Chris Rock do something about black women's hair? Hasn't yes. He- in 2009. Yeah, it was in theaters and everything. He did a movie, a documentary. And it was it was called Good Hair and it was for his black daughters. Basically like saying you're not your hair and like taking away the stigmatization and discrimination against black women and their hair. And then he does this. Yeah, it was just it was just wild. Mm-hmm. So, in your psychology brain, yeah, give me a little breakdown of. Okay, so this is where like the background research comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jada Smith, her daughter, and her mom have a show called The Red Table Talk. I don't know if you've heard of it, Mary. I I have actually watched a couple of episodes. Great. So I think it's on Facebook. So. I watched a few episodes, but in doing my research, I watched the episode where her and Will sat down at the red table and talked about their marriage and the ups and downs of it. And um, so from a psychological point of view, I think, to make a long story short, that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock but it was a subconscious slap to Jada. Oh, wow. I think that the embarrassment that Jada has caused not only Will, but their marriage, especially their marriage of what, over 25 years, they're known as the black couple in social media that has stuck together, made things work, strong black couple, a lot of couples look up to them. I think that Jada stomped on their marriage, if I'm being completely honest. And I think that it was a very public embarrassment to Will. If you see the episode, she was very selfish and um, just like unapologetic to her infidelity. Although her and Will Smith decided to separate Will Smith said that they were separating so that Jada can find her happiness because she was not happy in the marriage. Just saying that she was not happy in the marriage for a long time in front of him in public is a slap in the face, (laughs) which is no pun intended, right? It's a slap in the face. and Well, especially because he's such a likable I don't know what he's like off camera, but but he always exactly. plays extremely likable characters. I had just watched the him being. I watched the movie where he's the father of the mm-hmm. Venus and Serena, and was like so. Oh he's my amazing. gosh! Yes, absolutely amazing. And like, of course, he does. He's like a TikTok personality now, and he just makes people laugh, and he's very positive. So I think like Jada was definitely a bully in that interview with her and Will, basically saying that her infidelity 
she's not sorry for it because she found her happiness and she was able to heal herself through healing the man she had an affair with. And oh, it's my. very narcissistic and selfish. And you could honestly see the hurt in Will Smith. Like he was playing it off, joking it off like he usually does. But there's just some things you have to keep between the two of you. And it kind of showed everyone how Jada is and how done she was with the marriage. But also coming back to the marriage and like, oh, okay, I did this. It's over with. Let's move on. But honestly, if the tables were turned, they probably would have gotten a divorce or something. It would have been a lot yeah. more serious. So, okay. So that's the background. And that's why I think Will Smith slapped Chris the way he did. Because honestly, he's embarrassed. He's like, okay, this woman has put me through the ringer for years now with her open affair and not really apologizing about it. And I have stuck with her through all the bashing and the shame. I think just Chris talking about her baldness, her alopecia was basically like, okay, I need to do something because I need to slap him. But honestly, Jada, you've put me through so, so, so much that I think it's, I think, from a psychological point of view, I think he was slapping Jada. I can totally buy into that. But I also, I am a little bit dumbfounded with the Academy's, uh, <laughs> de their decision about banning him and all of this stuff. And, and this, they're going to do an investigation. And I'm like, what investigation is there to do? Mm -hmm. What is there to investigate? Everyone saw it on TV. They've got film and footage. What more is there to investigate? Well, I think that's where racial discrimination comes in as well. Uh, apparently, there's been other situations like this that happened in the Oscars I saw an article where there were like five other incidents before this one at the Oscars and there wasn't very much punishment. And of course people are saying it's because Will Smith is black and the other actors and actresses were white and that he, Will Smith is just getting a lot more, a slap on the wrist because He's black and the fact that you're basically in a situation where it's white ruled, if I could say that. Like you're at the Oscars, you have to conduct yourself in a certain way because you're being looked at. Oh, and absolutely. When you look at the um, the number of awards that come out and, you know, just like there's underrepresentation uh, with women, it's also with people of color getting any kind of recognition for the work that they do. Of course, yeah. Yeah. I saw so, that there was a statistic that for two years straight, there were no black nominees for the Oscars. So just that statistic alone tells you that people of color are underrepresented. Underrepresented, I can't say that word, but yeah, it's it's a fact. Um, but it's also 
unfortunate that people of color feel like they have to conduct themselves differently or they have to put all of their, they have to act so professional that they can't be themselves because of the certain environment that they're in. And Will Smith, I think Will Smith understands that he's been in, he's been an actor, comedian for years and years and years. So I think he gets that. But I also think there's a certain point where you can no longer hold it in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, it's kind of the same thing with black men driving, getting pulled over more, right? That same sort of way that they have to behave around law enforcement or they're going to risk getting shot. And so I think that the they're more under a microscope. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've talked about it so many times, but it is just unfortunate. You do one thing and you get a slap on the wrist and that is carried with you forever which is what is happening to will basically they're going to take his awards away and then i guess he also basically took himself out of acting completely like he's no longer an actor and he did that yeah that just feels like so severe right and one they're talking about taking his his award away for like the best actor, which I think is baloney. But also he took himself out of, I can't, I don't even know what it's called, but the Oscars has like this whole membership thing that actors have to pay for or whatever. And he took himself out of that. So basically he can no longer act anymore. Like wow. period. It so, just feels like a life, a life right. sentence. for, I want to say a minor infraction because I I don't think think Chris Rock got terribly hurt and no, no. I mean, there were no charges brought on to Will from Chris Rock. And uh, I mean, Chris Rock played it off pretty well. Not that I'm saying that, you know, it was right, but he played it off pretty well. (laughs) And I mean, why would you say that in the first place? Yeah. I don't know. It's just well, a lot. exactly. You, you don't hear it. him apologizing for the joke. No. The- and then I thought, Mary, okay, there's a there's scripts to these Oscar jokes or award yes, jokes, right? But then I read in an article that that portion was an improv from Chris Rock, so that was not even scripted. Like you can't even say, "Hey, I was paid to." to read that yeah no, there were there were there own. were script writers that wrote all this dialogue exactly so and even if there were script writers i feel like chris rock should have the balls to say hey this seems a little bit controversial or just mean it just seems mean right um who cares if jada's bald even if she doesn't have alopecia and decided to cut her hair off who cares? And that's just like, it reminds me of when Alicia Keys decided to no longer wear makeup years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. There was this whole controversy of like, how dare she decide to not wear makeup? <laughs> I'm like, who the hell cares? <laughs> and she's still not wearing makeup. And then she she did a, a, um, an interview a while back saying, basically, I don't 
care what the F-U-C-K people have to say. And yes, it's the truth. First of all, you get shunned for wearing too much makeup and then shunned for not wearing makeup. And Alicia Keys is black as well. So it's it's just a lot. I would like to say that black people are put on a higher standard when it comes to makeup, hair especially. I feel like people of color, women of color are known for their hair. I think we talked about that in the episode a while back, but it there's just uh I feel like the first thing you see when you see a black woman is like, oh, her hair is so nice. If it's an afro, wow, your hair. Or if it's worn in a weave, like, oh, she decided to wear hair straight and flowy. Why is it not natural? Like, there's so much controversy around hair. And I think that's why there's so much stigma around alopecia. Yes. Well, I... Exactly. You've hit it right on the head. And that alopecia is more common, I -hmm. think, in Black women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my aunt has alopecia, which is, um, I'm not going to say crazy, but it is crazy in the fact that we're talking about this episode today. And my aunt has alopecia, my mom's sister. And I've seen her gradual like hair loss throughout the years. I mean, like several years, like 10, 15 years. Like it started her, um, I think I wrote it down somewhere, but she has what Jada has because there's apparently like 10 different types of alopecia. And my aunt has um, alopecia areata. Areata. Areata, thank you. Where basically she has just significant bald spots in random places in her head and that's how she loses it it's not it's just huge like you can't hide it yeah and so I think I think three or four years ago she just decided to cut it all off she's now bald and she wears wigs when she wants to and it's emphasis on when she wants to because she is now embracing her baldness um and I love it but you know if she wants to wear a wig she just throws one one on and that's that yeah. Well, I I think in there is a lot of beauty that is attributed to with black women in their hair and to have that almost like loss of identity. Mm-hmm. Right? That loss of femininity maybe. Definitely. Is just um I think would be coming to terms with that, coming to grips with that would be emotionally challenging and having to be so courageous because you're in public. Right. Every this is sort of like a thing, I think, with um, cancer going through chemotherapy and when they lose their hair it's suddenly uh, something that you think is a private matter becomes really public. Mm-hmm. And yep. so that and I. Yeah. So I just think it's really uh, so significant and something that honestly, I don't have. a. I mean, I think some of the best ways to approach it are just being more vocal about it and more vocal in, in talking about, you know, different reasons why people have alopecia. Yeah. And creating an acceptance around it and not a, a feeling of less than. Mm -hmm. And also not making any assumptions about why, a woman is bald. Um, 
So I was um, on Instagram the other day and one of the women I was watching on her stories, she said that when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. Ah. So assume is, of course, I'm not trying to be like, you know, sophomore or anything, but assume is spelled A-S-S-U-M-E. So when you assume something, you're making an ass out of you and me. You have no facts as to why I am doing a certain thing or as to why I look a certain way. You just automatically assume the worst because honestly, from a psychological point of view, you're uncomfortable about the way I look or Ah. whatever. So if a woman walks down the street and she's bald, someone could honestly assume she might have cancer oh my gosh oh you gotta stay away from her but there's your assumption you're assuming something so horrible but honestly there's some women out there who just decide to cut all their hair off they don't have to have alopecia right oh i'm telling you there's many times i've considered just doing that i thought oh please because yeah. I'm just not a hair person. And I just feel like I constantly, I look at pictures or I look and think, oh, God, my hair looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> my best hair was in the 80s. I, I Oh, gosh. <laughs> the 80s were my good years. Uh, but my, oh, I'm just not a hair person. So I think you're right. I think just not having assumptions when you, just anybody's appearance, but just not having assumptions about Mm-hmm. someone's hair color, hair length, yeah. uh, exactly. hair decisions. Right. If, if a woman with cancer or a woman with alopecia decides to put on a wig and if the wig is applied, not the right way, you know, you see some women with wigs who are like, that's clearly a wig. Who cares? They no, exactly. Have, they have decided to, get out of their house and and like come out into society and live in their truth like and if their truth is to put a wig over that they may you know there's probably some insecurities around that but that's fine like let them go through that and you shut your mouth yes we had a student here I mean, I she didn't say she had alopecia, but she came to us. She was also taking a micropigmentation uh, program for like tattooing the scalp to help people who do have alopecia and want to have their scalp tattooed so that it looks more hair-like, if that makes sense. But she wore different wigs like every day it was like mm. I at first okay at first I didn't realize she was wearing a wig I just thought wow she spends a lot of time on her hair um, but then she was coming with like different it was like different colors and uh, it was just like a fun accessory for her yeah where her hair just became part of like her outfit and so mm-hmm. I just thought it was so cool that she was just comfortable in her skin Today it might be red hair and tomorrow it might be blonde curly hair or it might be an afro or it might be 
braided or whatever. It was Mm -hmm. just always different. And I think that she's embracing her condition in a different way, but she's also embracing her alopecia. Um, Just because she is not deciding to not wear a wig doesn't mean that she's not embracing it. I, I just think that we all embrace things differently and we all own it differently. And I think that's fine. Um, and sometimes when, cause I am human and I automatically go to my assumptions, I automatically put myself in that person's shoes and I'm mm-hmm. like, how difficult it must be to have your whole life change basically Like you go from having all this hair to just having nothing like that. It it hurts. I I couldn't even imagine losing my hair because if I did, it would probably take some time for me to, to deal with that. So I just put myself in other shoes and, and would I want to be confronted about it or would I want to be looked at a certain way because of the, of the way I decide to, wear my hair. No, I would not. I would not want to be looked at or judged. Uh, so, um, yeah. Well, That's- and you think about how hard it is for kids who have, you know, the, um, a little bit of research is that some alopecia is an autoimmune disease. Your body's attacking your hair follicles. And so to be a child, middle school, high school, when mm-hmm. that blending in, looking like all your friends is so important. Uh, I think I read this article um, written by a comedian. His name is Jeff Ross and he has alopecia. And he mentioned that there was a middle school, a middle schooler who had alopecia and she killed herself because of the bullying. Yeah. And I believe that's when he decided to basically make fun of the stigma And it's easy for him to make fun of it because he has alopecia. But he said that making light out of the situation helped a lot of people with alopecia heal. Because people simply do not want to cry about it all the time, but they want to start embracing it and not allow their baldness to define who they are on the inside. So I like that take on it. Well, and I think having people, I mean, like Jada, who granted she's narcissistic, but she's still a celebrity and there are people that look up to her Yeah, and having her be willing to come forward, just like this comedian coming forward so that it can be seen in the larger community as, as not something that's shameful, right? I think is important. Yeah, and that's like kind of like a strategy for normalizing alopecia. It's, I think Alina and I talked about it when we discussed disabilities, like making it normal by marketing women and men with alopecia, mm. like putting them on magazines and marketing mm. campaigns and beauty campaigns, like whatever the case may be, because they are still people and they are still beautiful. Yes. Um, your hair doesn't define you. So um, I I just think, you know, not hiding it is first. And um, reaching out to women and men with alopecia 
allowing them to tell their story so that you can become more knowledgeable yes would, would be helpful and then you know putting them on some marketing campaigns yeah Get, sure getting brands that. getting brands to recognize that right exactly that and, version of beauty yeah Right. I like that you say version of beauty because there's no standard of it, even though the world seems to think there are. There is. There's no standard of beauty. Like you don't have to have long, flowy hair. Or as we spoke about when we talked about Korean beauty, you don't have to have pale skin and slanted eyes and uh, peachy lips. Like <laughs> you don't have to have all that to be beautiful. Um, you're beautiful because that's how you were made. Uh, whether you have no hair whether you have no eyelashes, like Whoopi Goldberg has no eyelashes and she rocks it. So. <laughs> oh, I didn't she, know that. Yeah. Oh, she hasn't had eyelashes since the nineties. I promise you like the eighties, probably like she has no eyelash, not eyelashes. I'm sorry. No eyebrows. Oh, she has no eyebrows. Like she don't even try to draw them in. Okay. <laughs> she don't care. Um, and she just embraces it. So. Well, yeah. I love it. I do as well. And this is just another episode where I have learned a lot. And um, I'm starting to, you know, when I go on Instagram, I start to look at women with alopecia and follow them. Alina says that a lot in the podcast, like follow these these people or these influencers uh, with disabilities, with alopecia, because it kind of helps you become more knowledgeable and it also helps you to respect those people, not as something completely different, but just as people. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I absolutely love it and I'm learning a lot. Well, absolutely. Even though Alina's not here with us today, I think that we can pull her advice in and say, yeah, follow these people on social media, educate yourself and create a new normal. Yes, absolutely. I love that. So I think we yeah. pretty much hit the, the nail on the head on this one. Well, I think we've kind of covered it all, but yeah, it's just nice to have a chat with you. Yes. It's, it's been a while. I know. <laughs> and just talking about a, a, topic that I think is important and something that we need to, you know, use our voices. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's kind of what we love to do here on the Fearless Beauties podcast. We like to bring things to the forefront, be a little controversial, but also be a little bit, you know, helpful and kind of make a new normal. Yes. Agreed. So, yeah, I love it. Um, as always, you all, you can follow us at Fearless Beauties on Instagram and Facebook, fearlessbeauties.com. You can follow me, Taylor, at Taylor Budgets. You can follow me at Your SD Godmother. And you can follow Alina at, oh. True Skin Beauty. True, <laughs> true Skin Lab. True, oh, skin, true lab. skin Lab. <laughs> yes. I knew that. I just, I get the lab part. I think there's a lab in there, but where do I put it? True Skin Lab. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, you all. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Okay. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Fearless Beauties, a show dedicated to elevating voices of color in the beauty industry. I'm your host, Mary Nielsen. And I'm your other host, Taylor Phillip. Until next time, keep educating yourself. Remember to stay open and be fearless in the pursuit of creating a better, more inclusive world. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Special thanks to my co-host Taylor and our producers at Quill Inc.